0: In the discussion about Anapanasati so far, I've talked about eight of the steps. And the most active activity, the most active practice that that are part of these first eight steps is relaxing. And you can't very well hurry to relax. You can't very well strain to relax. It's helpful to relax taking your time, being patient not being too ambitious, being content even with a wave of softening around tension, if the tension doesn't want to let go And in terms of relaxing, includes softening and relaxing in the body. Perhaps as you exhale softening around the face, the eyes resting in their sockets, giving space for the forehead so it can relax outward, maybe sideways. Giving a kind of mental space or space of awareness to any tension that's in the jaws or the mouth. Perhaps softening in the area of the mouth, the jaw. As you exhale, relaxing the shoulders, softening. Softening around the shoulder blades. Perhaps relaxing the belly. The belly, so maybe it a little bit hangs forward and down. So at the end of the exhale, perhaps the belly is a little bit more relaxed and extended. The end of the exhale, perhaps softening any tension left in the belly. And then there's also the relaxing of the mental formations, relaxing some of the mental activity thinking that goes on first by in a very open way, without seeing it as a problem, (coughs) becoming familiar with the mental activity that you have. The energy, level of intensity around your thinking. Perhaps as you think in words or images, is there some location, that's associated with that thinking, with that kind of mental activity? (coughs) What are the sensations, feelings associated with thinking? tightness, pressure, compulsion, (coughs) a forcefulness, a gentleness, Reaching, a pulling back. And perhaps as you exhale, you can let there be a softening of mental activity, softening in the mind. Perhaps the image of The waves on a lake spreading out, flattening out, the lake becoming broad and still on the surface, letting the waves of the mind settle. The mind becomes broad and wide, (coughs) a bit stiller. Coming aware of breathing, the body breathing. And what kind of mental activity is associ- associated with Bringing awareness to breathing. Is there a searching, a strain, a pressure to be aware? Is there resistance, a holding back? Might there be some very subtle apprehension that goes along with being aware, or a subtle desire for something A variety of mental activities can come along with the simple act of being aware. And if the extra things are known, perhaps you can relax that mental activity. That awareness is simpler, clear, There can be some very subtle beliefs, attitudes that operate in the background as we practice certain mental constructs It could be the idea that I will be aware in order to attain something, to get something. Looking for something to happen. It's possible to relax, let go of that. There could be this subtle belief that there's something special you're supposed to see if you're aware. You're looking for that special key, that secret. Let go of that. There could be a subtle idea that If it's happening for you, if it's happening for you, it's certainly not the right happening. Something certainly must be off and wrong if it's your experience. You can let go of that. It can be a subtle idea that you're not good enough, your practice is not good enough. Let go, relax of that. There can be this subtle idea that this is difficult. It's possible to soften, let go of that construct. a subtle idea that you need to be perfect in your practice to get it just right. Subtle ideas of working with a should and a supposed to. Let go, relax these constructs. Allow your practice, yourself, your experience here to be good enough. Allowing it to be simple as it is. With a simple, dedication to being present as you breathe at the breathing at the center center of your universe the peripheral awareness radiating beyond breathing to notice the body. When it's appropriate to Relax the body or open the body. A sense of wide open, openness, spaciousness of the body to the space around Times becoming aware of the well being that might be here, upon which awareness floats. The peripheral awareness, from time to time recognizing the mental activity and constructs, taking the coarser thoughts, the source of thinking, and letting your thinking become more subtle, quieter. moving towards a quieter, more relaxed way of thinking. If you have to think, very relaxed, soft thought that says here, now, And if it makes a nice alternative to the kind of mental constructs and thoughts that you have, sometimes it's nice to very quietly, softly, generously (coughs) whisper in your mind the word yes for whatever is happening Yes, to being present for it. Yes, to being relaxed about it being here. Yes, to the quiet mind. From time to time, noticing if any tension has built up in the body or the mind. And in a gentle, without even the expectation that you're able to relax I know all too well that this practice can be difficult at times, uncomfortable at times. And I know that that can be part of the path, sometimes a very important part of the path, where we meet parts of ourselves or ways we are in new ways, in deep ways. Or we learn new ways of being with discomfort and difficulty that is freeing or more at ease in the midst of the difficulty. Challenges are not really meant to be seen as problems when we do this practice. part of the path, and at the same time it's maybe helpful to know <clears throat> that the Buddha presented this path as a happy path, as a path that involves happiness and joy and gladness, delight, that this is also a part of it. <coughs> And with this steps of the anapanasati, after we relax the body, to begin <clears throat> including in the attention some of the sense of well-being that might be here. doesn't have to be dramatic. The well-being doesn't have to be predominant, doesn't have to be tuned into to escape. The challenges, <clears throat> but one of the benefits of beginning to feel some sense of well-being in the body, <clears throat> and in the mind, is that <clears throat> there, it can somehow rub off on how we're aware that it becomes can become more pleasant. To be mindful that somehow the awareness or the mindfulness itself partakes of some of the well-being we have, some of the relaxation. So that if we wander off, when we begin again, there's a maybe some very maybe very small but some sense of it's satisfying. It's, oh, this is a good place to be. Yes, here, back again. as opposed to, oh no. (coughs) And we have a lot of these mental constructs, ideas and thoughts, some of them which are very, very subtle, that cast a big impact on how we are and how we see ourselves in the practice. And one of the advantages of getting still or concentrated or quiet is sometimes then, only then do we start noticing the subtle thoughts that are interfering. It's like the analogy of the white cloth that's full of stains. You know, we don't see the new stain, but if the cloth gets cleaner and cleaner, we might notice some of the very subtle spots that might be there we wouldn't notice otherwise. So as the mind gets quieter and quieter we note a little bit the the ripples in the mind and and then not to feel bad about it, but it's another area perhaps of finding some way to relax or soften or or hold. Sometimes relaxing just means hold it without conflict. Be present without conflict what's there. Now it's one thing to do this as we sit or do a walking meditation where somehow the conditions are simpler and we can kind of think, well, this is really where the practice is. But it's also helpful to be attentive to the mental constructs and the thoughts and their role and their impact on us when we get up and leave the sitting or the walking time So here's a few interesting exercises to do. When you get up to leave here from sitting, and you go downstairs, for example, by the time you've put on your shoes, maybe just step aside a little bit so you're not blocking the path. But By the time you put on your shoes, check in with yourself and see what mental constructs, what thoughts, what energy of thinking has returned? And chances are that simple act of going down the steps and putting your in your shoes, many people kind of don't pay so much attention anymore. They kind of give freedom to their thoughts to kind of, you know, to do whatever they do. And by the time you get to the bottom of the steps and put your shoes on, what's returned? What constructs are you living in? And might there be a pleasant way to let them go and return to some kind of presence, some kind of being here in a deeper way like you were in the sitting. Or by the time you get to the, the hot water for the tea. Or the time you get to your room. Some people when they go into their room in a retreat center, during a retreat, that's for some people the place where they just, somehow that's practice is off limits in the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the place where, and sometimes that's nice because we can kind of, that's a place people can relax sometimes, but but you might go there when you get to your room and just take a, take a look. What constructs, what thoughts, what activities, what have you picked up? Where's it going? And part of the advantage of doing this is that you might be motivated to keep your mind and thoughts more simple and relaxed and not kind of get progressively more caught up in them because then it's possible that when you come back to sit, you're actually more in your world of your thinking. It takes a while to settle down. But if during the in-between times, you're kind of just taking it easy and in a pleasant way, willing to kind of stay very simple and relaxed in your mind then it's possible when you come back, that supports you to come back and you sit here. It's part of the continuity practice, which is so helpful here. And so um, finally, I do mean it when I say, I hope you enjoy the day.